0: Welcome to episode five with Lauren Falconer. How to have a beautiful birth. Welcome to the Wellness Project podcast with Claire Obeid. I'm a life and wellness coach, yoga teacher, EFT practitioner, and meditation guide. And most importantly, I'm a mama. And I'm here to support you to free your mind, fuel your body, and feed your soul as we journey into the project of your own wellness. From meditation, yoga, spirituality and health to well-being, mindset, conscious living and conscious parenting, I dive into it all. Featuring moments of contemplation mixed with inspired action and handy takeaways, you will feel inspired and motivated, ready to cultivate new habits, rituals and tools for your wellness journey. With mini meditation sessions to support you in cultivating inner stillness, connection and clarity, and special co-hosted episodes and interviews to answer your questions, The Wellness Project Podcast has you covered. Hey everyone and welcome to this week's episode. I'm really, really, really excited because I get to chat with Lauren Falconer who is an incredible woman and doing incredible things in the field of pregnancy and birth. Lauren Falconer is a mother, a yoga teacher, a doula birth and mother mentor, a birth educator, a shamanic woman crafter, a doTERRA leader, and a director of the Life Pod and creator of Spirit Birth eCourse. I hold Lauren very, very dearly, guys, because she was my personal doula for my first birth and will be again for my second and also a very dear friend, my prenatal yoga teacher, and a woman that continues to inspire me when it comes to all things pregnancy and birth. Lauren, till this day, supports women to reconnect with their intuition, with their natural cycles and the cycles of life. She specializes in working with women through pregnancy, birth, and motherhood, helping to transform fear and anxiety into confidence and connection guiding women to trust in their own innate wisdom and the power of their presence. She is a beautiful, soulful, wise, kind, intelligent, connected woman that is so inspiring to me and I hope she is to you, especially if you are a mama-to-be, whether it's your first pregnancy or your fifth. And our purpose of today's conversation is to really bring home the idea that A beautiful birth is something that you can have and it's not so much about the context, the particulars, the details or whether it's perfect but about the mindset around birthing and this conversation is just so incredibly juicy and rich and sacred and it's one that I'm incredibly passionate about. I'm passionate about helping women rewrite the story that they have around birth, especially those stories that are based in fear and insecurity and worry and judgment. So I hope that the conversation that I have today with Lauren inspires you and ignites an inner understanding that you have, maybe on a subconscious level, a primal level, that part of you that is a woman and that just knows that birth is beautiful and can be beautiful and that all you have to do is a little bit of work to reframe your mind to experience birth as beautiful. So without taking up any more of your time, I introduce you to the beautiful Lauren and our conversation. Thanks, guys. Enjoy it. Hi, beautiful Lauren, and thank you so much, so much, for making the time with me today to have this chat about beautiful birth and the spirit of birth. Hello, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. You know, I love chatting with you and I love having these conversations about motherhood and birth. And for those of you that are listening and that maybe aren't familiar with this, Lauren was not only my prenatal yoga teacher and the incredible woman that guided myself and my husband through calm birth, but she also was our daughter. And that was a really powerful and mind-blowing experience that birth, so to have this conversation with Lauren today and to bring you her incredible knowledge and wisdom and love around birth and that journey, I'm so excited to share this with you guys. So I want to quickly just share with everybody listening before I dive into having this chat with Lauren that I'm really, really, really passionate, as is Lauren, about changing the story. Around birth and really empowering women to come into a state of trust and belief in their experience as women and their ability to birth and their journey through pregnancy and beyond. So, I hope that as you're listening, you carry that with you throughout this because that's what we are hoping to do. We're hoping in some way to inspire you and to maybe help you rewrite any of the negative stories that you might carry around birth. And this is not about creating a perfect experience because there's no such thing. But this is about creating a beautiful experience and connection to the journey that is birthing and into motherhood.
1: And I know that you agree with that, don't you, Lauren? Mm, My goodness, I'm like sitting here with my eyes closed, listening and just nodding my head. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) absolutely. You have
0: taught me well. (laughs) You have taught me well. Now, I'm not going to dive into my experience of birth just yet. I know that anybody that has worked with me or followed me for a while can, can hunt down that story. But I'd like actually just to dive straight into your personal journey with birth and becoming a mama and how that's influenced you doing the work that you now do, which is incredible and powerful work.
1: Oh, thank you, darling. Yes, you know, it was really interesting. I, um, I dug out a journal this morning and in it I wrote my birth story two days after Phoenix, my son was born and he's now 10 years old. And it was so powerful and so potent to go back and read that and just to read it from that perspective of a very new mama as well. And it was really beautiful because it just made it so alive in me again. So my birth experience with Phoenix was a very beautiful experience. It was The hardest thing I think I've ever done in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I remember the moment that I birthed him and that was at the birth center in Randwick. And my mother walked in a few hours later and I remember looking at her and she looked at me in the eyes and there was this instant knowing that she understood what had been through and the birth of the mother and I understood her on a whole new level as well Mm -hmm. and I remember just feeling like it was the most beautiful um like marking of this initiation that I had just been through so I also remember in that moment as well post-birth having Phoenix be born and besides feeling the most incredible elation I also had this instant feeling of I will never judge another woman for the way she births her baby Mm -hmm. and yeah it was really intense it just went through every single cell in my body and I just knew in that moment that every single woman has her unique way and that we all have a unique map inside of us and our own uh, journey that needs to be had and that we have the birth we need to have so it was a beautiful feeling of elation and recognition, and also this deep desire straight away to want to hold space for other women to um, explore this whole big initiation that we go through. Wow. So yeah, it was big. It's really interesting that when I think about the birth of Phoenix that I go to that moment, mm. I go to the moment that he was born and I could share lots of details of his birth and I'm more than happy to do that. But I think the things that I really learned from the experience was patience and a lot of trust in my body and the importance of caregivers and people that I really trusted being in that space with me and I deeply understood that this was something so powerful and big beyond anything I had ever imagined and anything that I would ever do again even a, sec- <laughs> even a second baby <laughs> not saying that a second baby it's its whole own thing but that initiation of that experience um was really magnificent and honestly the hardest thing I've ever done in my life but the best thing that I've ever done in my life as well just taught me so much about who I am and what I'm capable of and and it sparked a will in me that I definitely had you don't have to have a baby to have that at all but it it just sparked it in me I just understood that act of will for not only my child but myself as a mother. Um, so, wow. so that's where
0: the beginning of your journey as a doula and in calm birth practitioner and teaching prenatal yoga. Do you feel like that really pushed you further into that journey? Absolutely,
1: it did. When I fell pregnant, I instantly had this feeling. So, my personality type or my way in life has been not to do anything by halves. It's like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to fully do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I fell pregnant, I didn't really know a lot about this experience. I was already teaching prenatal yoga and I loved it and the women loved the classes, but I, I fell pregnant and I really suddenly went, Oh my God, I, I don't know. I don't know about this. I haven't been held in a culture or in a tribal situation or in a community where this has been really like fundamentally taught and weaved through everything in my culture. I knew that I had certain images, but that they weren't the whole picture. So I went very quickly looking for what I needed. And it started as a flurry in a bookstore (laughs) in a mild panic, but excitement trying to find what I needed. And of course I did. And then it ended up in a doula training while I was pregnant, which was amazing and intense and all of that. And then it ended up, yes, at calm birth and you know, all of that, like finding the right people. And it was a beautiful, beautiful, amazing journey. And then, as you said, yes, the birth itself pushed me definitely into the, okay, this is a calling. This is a need, a desire so profound inside of me that I just want to share it with women. Mm. And yeah. I'm so grateful that you do. Yay. Me too. I really am. You know, I was an actress before that. That was my whole thing. I was a yoga teacher and I was had been an actress my whole life and falling pregnant I said goodbye to that work and um, I never anticipated ever that this would be the journey that I was going to take and so it just all fits in so beautifully now, the fact that I have that ability to communicate and speak and I've always been on a spiritual journey and then this is just such a beautiful way for me to be able to take that further
0: so true when you're teaching calm birth just as a side note to anyone here listening and that might want to go to one of your workshops you present in a way like you're watching a beautiful movie it's like i think the actress in you definitely comes through it's like i'm so mesmerized she's talking about contractions and uterine this and blah 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 blah. but i'm like wow i could just listen to that for hours Okay, that's
1: very lovely feedback thank you
0: well you know <laughs> it's pretty scary stuff not as scary as in like oh this is horrendous why are we talking about contractions but you know it's mm-hmm. overwhelming when you're in, you're pregnant and you haven't yet given birth so the way Sorry. that you present it really does make it seem so much more enticing it's like yes <laughs>
1: i want to move towards that yes exactly isn't that the point precisely
0: so Uh let's talk about that point because you feel called to do this work it's definitely a calling obviously and i really want to dig into why you want to help women what 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 is it about what what why is that story why does that story need to be rewritten why are you
1: part of that oh such good questions. Uh, so hmm, I really felt holes in my understanding about birth and I felt even though I had amazing support and I really did gather a tribe around me, I didn't feel, I felt like I wanted more. I felt like women needed more support, more of an understanding there. There's such a mix of information out there. There is a lot of fear surrounding birth. That was very confusing to me very confusing because when you actually understand the physiology that a woman needs to have to birth her baby what her body needs to be doing in order for this to happen is the opposite of what is generated out there in Mm. pop culture and in the media and all of that kind of stuff so to me that was deeply upsetting and confusing and so I wanted to create a space for women to feel really held and really safe, to be themselves, and to be able to unfold. It's its such a deep opening that needs to happen, and I couldn't understand how we could do that if we felt judged and critiqued and stressed and really fearful. So that, for me, was so important. And I, I almost don't even have words except that my heart just really needed and I knew that it had the capacity for it and still does. And that's growing all the time. I needed to, to have space for women to come. And, you know, I was so fresh. I was a new mummer. I just turned 30. I was just finished my doula training. And, you know, like I didn't really, I mean, maybe I don't give myself enough credit. I'd done a lot of work, but this was kind of new, you know, it was new. And I felt so full and in creation after through my pregnancy and after having Phoenix so I started my business the life pod 4 months after he was born and that's kind of a bonker thing to do but I was <laughs> so I was so ready and it was like a, it was desperate and it wasn't desperate like in a bad way it was just in it was insatiable and yeah so I I knew that I knew that it had to happen and it was totally aligned with source and with goddess and all of that and then women came Mm. And so that, for me, was confirming. I was like, well, you know, I started my studio in this terrace in Paddington and did a few fly drops, and they came so and that 's the story and then nine years later, here we are um, but it, as you said, rewriting the story is um is incredibly important, and what we have is, as I was saying before, a lot of images from pop culture and movies and the issue with that is that as women and I'll speak for myself I grew up with so many holes as I was saying in my story so about birth what I understood was and this is from like movie scenarios is that a woman's waters broke and then she was having a baby like literally in the hospital pushing a baby out of her body so for me I grew up thinking that the birth was about pushing a baby out of your body and which looked very, very, very traumatic and all sorts of, you know, like danger. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we missed the laboring experience. And even as I teach this now, and I talk about this to women now, and they sit there, just I can see them just the pennies dropping going, Oh my God, I've never had the laboring Mm. part of the story. So, and that is why also women always come going, what is it like and what do you do and what does it feel like? And we don't have pictures and the pictures are so important. And we used to grow up with stories and stories that were passed down verbally from our grandmothers to us and to our children. You know, the stories are so powerful and to be told in truth um, and not, in terms of making money or having something be dramatic so people will, you know, go and see the film or go and watch the whatever it is. So, yeah, that, that is part of how we rewrite the story. And mm, um, I love that, sharing yeah. stories. Right, and especially with our young ones as well, like sharing the whole story um, in whatever capacity they can understand depending on how old they are at the time, but sharing a whole story, not one that just has pieces. Mm, or that the baby came from the stalk that delivered it at the front door. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> it's that so That is something about parents. Just negate the whole thing about <laughs> sex. <laughs>
0: well, you know, it's interesting listening to you before talk about um, you know, obviously this is this is your calling and you you started this business like a mad woman at four months postpartum yeah. and people came and I think yeah. they came because they're women maybe collectively have started to sense, maybe not consciously, but there's a knowing that there are gaps. There are holes, like you said. There is this missing piece. I'm Okay, so somehow I miraculously made this baby and now I'm supposed to know all this stuff or I'm supposed to be okay with the idea that in nine months' time I'm birthing a baby, but I actually don't know any of that or how it happens. Right. So there's obviously this collective awakening around birth after Mm -hmm. many many years of quietening it down and shushing it and you know sticking it in a corner in a perfectly clean sterilized hospital room Mm. you know so i'm not surprised that people came to you because there is this this how do i put this this inner knowing within you when you're pregnant this almost this innate trust that comes through, you know, you somehow you created this baby and it is a miracle, and this mm. child is growing within you. So obviously, you're doing something right, and obviously, there is something that's happening here without you even having to consciously control it or think about it. So, mm. then, doesn't that not also relate to birth? Yet, we have so much fear and confusion around it because it's all been hushed and. Mm you know, at least for me with my experience was, no, I like you, I want to know. And I know a lot of people sort of said, don't read the books and don't do the study and don't do any of that. And I do agree with that to some extent, but I needed to feel connected to what was unfolding within my body. And I needed to feel supported with knowledge about the birthing experience. And you provided a lot of that knowledge. You provided a lot of that you know, deep wisdom, but also the science and the understanding of what my body was actually going to do. And that I didn't need to complicate it because, hey, if I could make the baby, I'm pretty sure I can get the baby out too, if I trust. So I feel like there's this, this collective resurgence on birth and trusting and believing in the power of our bodies and what we're capable of doing. And that really excites me.
1: Oh, me too. And, you know, listening to you speak, I also, it is also about us as women knowing and experiencing the transition from maiden to mother. You know, we are cyclic beings as women and we have cycles in our menstrual cycle within our bodies. We have cycles within our lives. You know, there's always different phases of our lives and we know when we're pregnant There's that there's that real momentum and feeling and and change that is happening within us, and we are moving from the maiden years into the mother years, and that is something that you know you don't control it, you don't do anything. It's just that transformation is happening. But there, then we need space for that transformation as well. We need the nine months, we need the ten months for that transformation to take place, and for us to dive inside and get ready for that change to really happen. I didn't even know anything about that change. I wasn't even, it was such a shock to me. No one had, I don't even think I'd heard about maiden to mother, you know, at that point. So, I feel like that is that is really what is happening as well. And I just want to say, listening to you talk about the science and needing to know the information and, and that is so important. We have to know the way that our body works because it does create trust. When a woman doesn't understand the way that her body works, she also doesn't understand what she needs to do to help it work yes. efficiently and effectively. And her partner doesn't know. And you know, Partners, and and especially male partners, have not been in the birthing, let's say, arena or cocoon or world for very long. In terms of evolution, it's very new that they are there, but it is so vital that they are there because they create the very thing that a woman needs to birth her baby, which is she needs to feel safe, she needs to feel loved, she needs to feel protected, and she needs a lot of oxytocin, and the partner provides the oxytocin. So, you know, just knowing some of that information makes a woman go, Oh, totally. I totally get it, you know? Or even knowing birth and sex, same, same. You know, when you know that, when you know that this, the birthing environment and the lovemaking environment is the same, something just drops inside of you, and you go, Oh my goodness, yes, yeah. yes, I understand this now. And then, and then that is when you know we we can feel more confident and trusting and also in terms of you talking about I think you said like maybe prettying it up or making it neat and tidy or whatever um oh my goodness yeah it's it makes me laugh because it is so opposite of that it's not pretty (laughs) (laughs) no it's not um it's not ugly though it 's not ugly, no, but what it is is that women have been taught this is a lot of the, the the way that we have lived for thousands of years in this very patriarchal world. This is nothing against men, this is like a masculine feminine thing, but women have been taught a lot to be good girls, be good, uh, do what you 're told don 't make too much noise and it 's very inconvenient for a woman, uh, not for the woman, for the other people it 's very inconvenient. For women to be wild. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's really not. Because we don't know how to
0: contain it. We don't know what that energy is thinking from the outside in. Whereas when you're the wild woman in the wild experience, as I was in my birth, it feels completely and utterly natural and connected and in tune and precisely what you need to be doing. It feels like the only way to transition in this birthing experience is to be wild.
1: Yes. And as the person that was at your birth, like watching you, witnessing you being wild was so magnificent. And I think about it now and I've been thinking about your birth all morning just because it's talking to you and it's so alive in me. And, uh, you know, it just brings the biggest smile to my face because I trust it so much. And I know that we need to dive into our wild self. And that's something that I'm bringing out in my work more and more and more is tap into the goddess Artemis inside of you, tap into the wild one, tap into the untamed you because she holds the wisdom, especially when it comes to birth, because it is of your wild nature. It's not pretty. It's not contained. It's not, it's not neat and tidy. You know, if you look at a brochure for a hospital, it's usually a woman with a full face of makeup uh, and a doctor standing beside her. You know, it's just. You mean not completely nude like I was? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, not like nude and swearing and. Um, and you calling know, out um, mummy in the middle of a contraction. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's just, yes that's juicy and that's it. And that's what it's about. And that's diving into the depths of your underworld journey, your heroine's journey. Mm. You know, that is what it's about. I just was with her mama yesterday doing a private and um, birth consultation and was her second baby. And she said to me about her first birth that she, like, if she goes back and remembers it, there was, it was darkness. That's what she remembered. And like being pulled into this darkness. And I was like, I was smiling when she was saying that because I was like, that is what it is. It's an underworld journey, one that we learn so much about ourselves within and we bring back the medicine that we needed and we bring back the wisdom that we needed and we bring back our baby. And this is what I love so much about you, Lauren, is that you really
0: you really weave the magic of birth in this way through not just the science and the physiology, but also in this deep respect and understanding for the spirituality and the innate wisdom and the the wildness that's in there. And a lot of people don't talk about birth in that way, in that spirited way that you do. And it mm. just makes me feel so alive and so excited to birth again because it's like, how can I feel any fear or shame around it when this is something that is... You know, woven in every fiber of my being, but also the collective of women of Mm. past, present, and future. Like it's, and these are, this is why I want to have this conversation with you because I want to help women release the fear and the shame that we have around pregnancy and birth and around being wild and to change the story by really going, wow, there is something chemical going on here, biological and physiological, but there's also something deeply spiritual and cosmic that. Mm If I just allow it to be, I get to ride this wild wild wave that is mm-hmm. the transition from maiden to mother that is is the birth of me as a mother oh. just yeah. blows my mind it's just so you know and it doesn't mean it's easy like I've shared this countless times and you know this my journey post birth wasn't easy and I had a really difficult time but it, that was also part of it you know this the riding this crazy ass wave Mm -hmm. of the birth experience and I I love that you bring that language into all of this because it's so needed that isn't actually a spiritual experience
1: oh my goodness yes it's like um it's just a gift you know someone and this is why I created spirit birth which is my online program because I wanted women to really understand and have an experience that this is like you've got a key and there's a door in front of you and you get to put the key inside and you get to open it and you get to dive into like this incredible tapestry of magic and wisdom and intensity and and knowledge, like untapping, unlocking ancient wisdom inside of us. So it's a choice, isn't it? In, In pregnancy, like we can either do it or not. But having said that, we can never negate the intensity of birth even though sometimes we think that we can um to be a mama you've got to cross the bridge into motherhood and for some people it comes in pregnancy that real intensity the underworld journey kind of comes in pregnancy for some it comes in birth for some it comes in the postnatal period but wherever it wherever it it comes like you have to cross over to the other side Mm.
0: and Um, it is intense
1: it's yes. so intense, you know, and but we're taught in our culture that intensity is bad. And this is another part of rewiring this story, is that understanding that intensity is our gift, that there is no transformation in life without it. Um, that in order to to really transform we need the intensity and it's different from change. Like transformation is different from change. The transformation is like, uh, like a fundamental, like if you think about your roots, it's a deep change within your, within your roots, within your whole system. Mm. It's like the, um, you know, the caterpillar goes in cocoon, the chrysalis, and then it comes out totally changed. It's that, it's that experience and it happens. And there's no, we need the intensity. The intensity is the gift. It's like the butterfly getting out of the cocoon. It needs to be a struggle to pump the blood into the wings so it can fly. If it doesn't have the struggle, it doesn't fly. Mm. So, it's so important that we think about that and that we start to change our relationship with with um, intensity and with pain. And if the word pain doesn't work for you, just don't use it. Get rid of it. Use language that actually really works for you, mm-hmm. which is what I talk about in my birth education and spirit birth. And when I teach calm birth, it's you know intensity, it's strong sensations, whatever, whatever you can move towards. And
0: that rewires your fear and your shame and your judgment around birth and, and beyond mm-hmm. because you're starting to use different language and you're starting to program a different idea. Whereas Mm -hmm. we we sit in this, like you said, this fear-based space that pain is bad and that we need to Mm -hmm. delete, run away, whatever it is, remove that experience where, like you've just highlighted, to get to that sweetness, that moment of holding your baby in your arms, that mind-blowing moment, Mm -hmm. it, it is so incredibly sweet because of the intense ride that you just had that's not to say and i'm saying this very clearly and honestly if you choose to have an epidural and you don't have hours and hours of pain that you're not worthy of the sweetness of holding that baby i'm not saying that at all that mm. in itself is still an incredible feat we're not talking about the particulars like that but mm-hmm. embracing embracing the intensity of birth and beyond i think is i don't know i don't think i i don't think i would want to water it down i'm mm. kind of like rolling my sleeves up bring it on sort of person just mm. And I remember in the middle of birth, I never I was gonna call it our birth, because that's how it feels <laughs> like to me. Our birth. <laughs> you know, me, you and Chris, we birthed. Yeah. I know. I, I don't remember ever it was a very short birth, but I don't remember ever thinking about drugs until okay. that one little moment at transition where there was mm-hmm. no turning back, and it was so mm-hmm. intense. The intensity was so intense that Mm -hmm. my fear kicked in for a second. And I'm really Mm -hmm. glad that I'd coached Chris to say the exact words to me in that moment, which were, no, it's too late, honey. You've got this. You can do it. Mm -hmm. Because my pre-programming knew that there was going to come a level of intensity where I no longer welcomed it and my fear kicked back in. Mm. And this is part of it, isn't it? We've got to keep working at programming ourselves to embrace the intensity, knowing that that sweetness is there, knowing Mm. that we're working towards that. Relief that Mm
1: -hmm. joy, that lightness. Mm, Absolutely. And, you know, that is also part of what my, I feel like my work is, is to help women be able to do the inner preparation. It's it's such a powerful inward journey, pregnancy. And if we can do the work in our pregnancy, and I don't, even calling it work doesn't feel right, but just doing the practices, then when those moments come, we do have these tools to be able to help us move through the most intense time of the experience. And that is like being right in the depths of that underworld journey I remember that moment in your birth so clearly and I remember you looking at me and you just said I know why women have drugs
0: (laughs) I was on my hands and knees at that point and I think I threw up about 10 seconds after that
1: (laughs) so beautiful though because there was no judgment in that moment about anything. There was no anything. It was just, I know, I know, I understand what this is about. Yes, you know, I also knew that I was wearing after that happened. But I also knew that I wasn't going to have drugs. I was just no, having this. Like you described
0: at the beginning, you, I just had this deep connection to all women, and and their intensity, and their pain, yes. and yeah. their moments of weakness and their yeah. willingness to say yes, no, or otherwise, and I just got it. I was like, oh, so yeah, woman, yeah. take all the drugs if you need to. Just
1: <clears throat> whatever. There was so much compassion in you at that moment. You know, like that's what I felt for yourself, for other women, for this whole process, for this massive transformation. There was just so much compassion, so much understanding of what this really was about, and that is that is like the depth of the experience, and we all go there. You know, whether you have cesarean birth, dual birth, vaginal birth, whatever my part of my work is to prepare women for all the ways that it can unfold and you know to eliminate birth trauma and shame and all of that kind of stuff. We live in a time where women birth in many different ways and you know natural birth has many benefits and it is the way that the body's designed but there are times when that does not come to fruition. And as women we need to prepare for all the ways that it can unfold and just prepare for the birth journey, prepare to go to the birth altar we don't know what the birth altar is going to look like, but really do prepare yourself for it. Um, for me, I see negative birth experiences when women are not preparing to actually go meet the birth altar.
0: Mm. Oh, my God, um, I love that, meeting the birth altar. That's just like mm-hmm. I might even get that tattooed on my arm. That's just beautiful. <laughs> I just want to touch on that preparation a little bit, actually, yeah. something that you just said then and also beforehand. I'm going to share just from a personal perspective to everybody listening that I, I did make the very conscious choice that, you know, if everything went, quote unquote, to plan, that it would be a natural birth as much as possible. Mm. I was induced in the end, but didn't have any drugs. And it was a ultimately a vaginal birth with no complications. So I was, I was going to say lucky in that regard, but I worked towards that, mm. but I did the preparation. And I'm saying saying that because I prepared for two things. I prepared for the hopeful, natural, drug-free birth, but I also prepared for the possibility that it might not go that way and how do I mentally shift in that moment. And the tools that I worked on with you and in my own practices to cultivate what I call a beautiful birthing experience, and I again really want to highlight that I don't mean beautiful as in picture perfect, because it wasn't, nothing is picture perfect, but I prepared with tools. And I want to jump back to when we were talking a little bit before about understanding the physiology and the the chemical makeup and all the stuff that's going on in your body. We won't go into that too much in this conversation, but I really implore anyone listening to learn the science because when you have the science, then you can merge the spirituality and the wisdom to carry that through. And I'm going to give an example here, and I know you'll remember this. Mm -hmm. And it's really important for you to have the science listeners, beautiful mamas to be, but also for your partners, because you're going to love this story. In the middle of birth, all of a sudden I had a realization that Chris was no longer in the room with us. And I, I came out of the darkness. I remember pulling out of that little other world space and having this real moment of reality Where is my husband? Why is he not here? And I wasn't panicked, but i I was just like, he better. Where is he? Where is he? Why is he gone? And I found out later that my mum had shown up. She was standing in the hallway. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And for anybody listening, this would probably be an understandable move for, say, a thirty-hour labour or you know something that had been going on for a long time. But I think I'd probably been in labour at that point for maybe two and a half hours. So, so it was a bizarre, a bizarre move. I still, I still laugh about it with my mum today. Day. She's in the hallway mm-hmm. panicking mm-hmm. and my poor mm-hmm. husband gets deleted out of the room to go and deal with this hysterical grandmother woman in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> and why I'm sharing the story is because he knew from what he'd learnt with you, Lauren, and through calm birth was mm-hmm. that adrenaline, if I felt it and I experienced it, was going to be the exact, the exact thing, thing to halt or stall mm-hmm. or affect My labor negatively. Mm. So he quietly slipped away, didn't he? And Uh quietly dealt with her Uh and put his hand up to my mother who he respects and basically said, no, you cannot come in. Uh And I I remember that story so clearly. And I remember the way he described it because he had such an innate understanding, but also he had the science to give him the tools to deal with that situation and to know absolutely this is not what she needs. Mm, yeah she's so deep in it right now that if you were to walk in with that worried look on your face Mm -hmm. beautiful
1: woman that you are Mm -hmm. she would come straight out of it absolutely and it is so important for people to understand that like Chris did and have a full knowing that a woman laboring is in a deep hypnotic state and any energy that comes into her and around her is deeply affecting her physiology and we can't birth when we don't feel private we can't birth when we don't feel safe and why would we as women I do you know I what I would would love we? My mama, but she doesn't make me feel safe <laughs> feel safe anymore uh, so that is what he knew he had such a deep understanding of that because he had the science as well he had the
0: tools he had the yeah. He had the memory of you explaining what adrenaline does yeah. to a woman's body. And he was like, this is not a good moment. This is an adrenaline-inducing moment for my wife in the middle of labor.
1: Yeah, and it also pulls you up into your big thinking brain. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like you would have had to answer questions and deal with the fact that someone new was coming into the space. And a woman needs to be back in her hind brain. She needs to be back in that meditative state. She needs to be back in what we call the mammalian brain, not in her big Neocortex thinking part of her mind. So I love that he, you know, I love that they get that information and that they understand that they are the guardian of the space, and men are brilliant guardians. Mm.
0: He he was a brilliant guardian, other than not taking his shoes off for a very long time.
1: <laughs> do you know what? I tell that to every single couple that I see now. I say, mm. make sure you take your shoes off because, and they're all like, what? What's that got to do with anything? I'm like, if you don't take your shoes off, it's so symbolic that you are going somewhere. You must settle in. You must take your shoes off so that that beautiful mama knows, and also that when you put your shoes back on, it is a symbol to let her know that you are going to step out for a minute. Yes. Yes, yeah. totally. For
0: those listening yeah. a bit confused maybe uh, for, I don't know how long it was, but I think between every contraction for the first hour or so, I just kept saying, Chris, take your <laughs> shoes off. And then the, the surge would come back again. And then I would come out of it, Chris, take your shoes off. And then I think I just like shrieked at him at one point, didn't I? You I just kind of yeah, lost Yeah, you did. You, you made it and,
1: very clear. And he
0: went, oh, okay, take your shoes off. And I didn't even understand why I needed it at that moment. But I just, mm-hmm. every time I would look down and see his feet with shoes on, I just felt that he hadn't landed in the space with me and I needed him. I needed him to go into the underworld with me. That's what I needed as much as he could, not the whole way, just as much as he could. But you don't go in there with shoes. You you do not wear (laughs) shoes in the underworld. You do not wear anything in the underworld. (laughs) I don't think my first contraction had even started and and I'd stripped naked. It was like, okay, wait, 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 naked. Okay, now we're good. You can start now. oh absolutely but that's to me it's 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 the beautiful part of birth is that complete exposure and vulnerability and that probably freaks out so many people listening right now it's like why do I want to be exposed and why do I want to be vulnerable mm. it's this stripping bare, and I needed to I needed to literally physically mm-hmm. emotionally mentally strip bare mm-hmm. to do what I was about to do yeah, and I find that beautiful. It's like there aren't many points in your life where you get to do that—to just strip bare
1: and be mm-hmm. ready to face it in your rawness and your wholeness. Mm-hmm. And that is again—if people haven't heard about the story of Anana going into the underworld—that is that is Anana's the queen of heaven and earth, and she gets a calling from the underworld from her sister, the queen of the underworld. And she before she goes in there, though she has to close her seven temples and we could think about our seven temples like we have to, when we go into labor, we have to sort out perhaps another child that we have. We have to shut down our emails for a while. We have to sort out stuff, you know, so that you can completely give yourself to that experience. So you can be raw and open and ready and totally present with what is about to happen. And as you go into that experience, you are, and this might sound a little bit scary, but it's not bad. It's so good that you are stripped of your uh, beliefs. You know, you go into the experience with all this knowledge because you've done the classes and you've read the books and you've done all that. But then once you, once you cross over the threshold of labor, you step into that kind of labyrinth experience there, the, the crown of knowledge comes down it's it's now a physical experience it's no longer of the mind and it's a full physical embodied experience and We do have to leave behind what we thought we knew and we do have to leave behind that piece of birth education and we do have to leave behind that bit of everyday living that we have, you know, the emails and we do have to leave behind all that stuff, the titles, the worldly possessions. Do you know what I mean by that? Like everything just drops away and you are as raw and as bare and as close to the other world as you get in this life. Um, And that is... That is that's spirit birth, yeah. That is that is spirit birth. That is really embracing the depth of what this is and the intensity of what this is—the kali nature in Um, Mm. us—and it's so deeply powerful and transformative. And then there's so many gifts we bring back. Totally. so on our on our return journey, we bring back all these gifts i 'm watching you in the past few years from you know the experience that you had. How many gifts are you bringing? <laughs> Do you know and i 'm watching in so many mamas, but I just happen to be very close with you and and really watching and admiring so much but oh my goodness. So, and that's I guess that's a beautiful that's, thing to say. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I, that's, I feel like what I did too, just brought back this knowing and all these gifts that I wanted to share for myself and my son and, and for women. It's amazing. So Lauren, <clears throat> honey, w- when you're talking to us, and I'm also
0: trying to listen from the perspective of somebody that might have a lot of fear and insecurity yeah. around pregnancy and birth. And so when we talk about this, this rawness and this edge of intensity and going into the other world. What what are we what can we do for the woman right now that's listening and actually that is more fear-inducing for her because mm. she has been disconnected from birth or pregnancy or there's so many holes in her story. How do we help a woman like that really mm. release that fear and that judgment and that insecurity and yeah. embrace the idea that this
1: intensity is a beautiful thing? I think that to start with to uh, to. To start to seek out some guidance, some like birth education or, um, you know, some material that can really put the pieces back together for you. So to start to put together your story of birth, but in a really holistic way, so, be very mindful of who you align with during your pregnancy and not moving in the direction of anybody that wants to perpetuate more fear and upset and misunderstanding or miseducation. So I always see women with this basket during their birth. This it, It's a metaphor, but you have this basket that you start putting things in and what are you starting to put in that basket? So What do you actually need to help yourself feel better? And that is a great question just to ask yourself, what do I need to feel better? And I want to say to you, if you're listening to this and you do feel fearful and worried, please don't worry about that. Um, Pam England from Birthing From Within, she says, worry is the work of pregnancy. And when I first heard that, I didn't really understand. I was like, hang on, if we're worried, aren't we creating adrenaline? Isn't that the opposite of what we need? (laughs) But no. I was so worried in my pregnancy because I knew I felt so much fear and I knew inside of me that is not okay. It's not going to help me. So what it did for me was it gave me the momentum to seek out what I needed to make myself feel better. Mm. So that is what I would say. I would say, ask yourself, what is going to make me feel better? Who do I need to move in the direction of? And just start looking at a few places, like check out Spirit Birth, check out Calm Birth, you know, have a look at a few prenatal yoga teachers and you will know what resonates with you. Mm. Um, I highly um, recommend Spirit Birth.
0: Mama's listening to this right now, Lauren's course. She's very kindly invited me into that program. And Mm. for somebody who has worked one-on-one, face-to-face with Lauren, she has put all of herself and then more into this program so i know that if this is a new journey for you starting to work through that fear and that that stress and worry around birth Mm. definitely check out spirit birth i will link to it in the show notes because lauren has put some beautiful meditations and regular yoga practices as well as lots of the science and the knowledge and the information and the spiritual work that needs to happen so Definitely yep. check out that. Calm Birth, I highly recommend. There's lots of different ones out there as well. Um, mm-hmm, there is. Really beautiful books like anything from Ina Mae Gaskin and Sarah Buckley. Sarah Buckley, definitely recommend. Mm-hmm. Pam England is amazing. Yeah. I can link to all of these in the show notes, guys, because if you do feel that fear, but there is that part of you that is saying, I actually want to start to bust through that and to break it down. Mm. And I want to experience a beautiful birth, whether that is a cesarean or hanging upside down, whatever whatever it is, Mm -hmm. then then if you feel that need and that desire to to break down that fear, then you just have to do the work.
1: The work doesn't have
0: to be difficult, though.
1: No, it doesn't. And the first question to ask yourself besides what do I need to feel better is where did these beliefs come from? Like when we're talking before about our story, you know, where did your beliefs come from? Did it, has it come from pop culture? Has it come from scary stories that friends have told you and they're just telling you the highlights? It's for some women, honestly, it is just this revelation of going, oh my God, none of this belongs to me. These are actually not my beliefs. Yes. And um, that is really, really powerful. And then also to know that your birth, you were born, and that has that lives inside of you as well. So, um, mm. yeah, there's, there's so many practices to be able to do and, and, and sacred practices that can help you to, you know, feel more of a reverence in your everyday life and just to feel, feel better about yourself in the moment. Totally.
0: Know?
1: Yeah. And for some of us,
0: rewriting a belief system is really easy. You know, some of us it's just simply about identifying the belief and saying, "I choose to no longer believe believe that," and believing and affirming something else. For others, we need to do a little bit of work around Absolutely. breaking down a belief. And, and to give you an example, as I mentioned before, I had an induction. Mm. I had been at my sister's birth a few years before that. I think it was about five years before, and she was induced. And her experience was very brutal, and it was very rough. And she was traumatized and, and witnessing it, it was a very horrible thing to see her in this in this situation. And I won't go into the circumstances or the context, but I had to then sit down and do quite a lot of work in the lead up to being induced because I had a story, I had a belief around what an induction looked like. And in the end, I didn't have anything that looked like hers. It was a completely different experience and it was really beautiful, but I had to do the work I had to do a lot of work, a lot of meditation and a lot of EFT to actually clear that belief. Okay. But that's that's my desire. I have that passion in working through stuff that my shadows that come up and that I want to release. And I had such a drive. I, I felt it was my, uh, how do I, almost responsibility and not in not a negative way, but my responsibility to myself as a woman about to make this transition and also to this child that I could enter whatever circumstance I was about to enter in birth knowing that it was going to be beautiful no matter what just because i had no attachment to a negative negative belief that was really important for me Mm. so if you're feeling that too reach out you can contact me or lauren or anybody else because you do have every right and you do have everything in you already to have a beautiful birthing experience
1: your Mm.
0: body already has the capability maybe Mm. your mind is just getting in the way in some regard
1: yes it, it can be turned around Absolutely. It absolutely can. You know, And all the things that you mentioned are so good in terms of meditation and EFT. And one, just one other tip um, to add to that is to you know, do a simple meditation, do a simple breathing practice, even where you just sit and breathe in for the same count and out for the same count, visualize in your mind to whatever capacity you can, the kind of birth that you would like to experience and stay breathing in a calm way throughout it. That is a really Uh, important way of rewiring something inside our brain if you can breathe calmly and stay calm whilst you visualize what you want it's a way of letting your deeper subconscious know this is safe Mm. this is okay this is safe so breathing calmly whilst creating a visualization of how you want to feel and it might just be seeing like being in your body in dim lighting with your partner beside you it doesn't you don't have to have done it you don't have to know exactly how birth unfolds but just to have some kind of image of something you desire and breathe calmly and that is like yeah it's very powerful
0: you're raising your vibration in doing that aren't you and so in in Mm -hmm. raising your own vibration you're kind of lifting up the whole image and the whole
1: i guess intention into that vibration which is incredible and then you gather towards you more of that. I mean, that is just the basic manifestation, isn't it? And it's it doesn't have to. We all know that it's. We don't know how it's going to play out. We don't. But you are so right, Claire, in saying that all of your preparation just helped you embrace the experience that unfolded. And yeah, it unfolded in such a magnificent way. It was um, not perfect, as in you know what we picture perfect, but it was perfect for you and for your precious little baby girl. Mm. I remember
0: remember I'd released so much of my preconceived ideas and fears around induction that the morning of, I felt like a completely different person. I remember we were all in the room getting ready and I was laughing and cracking jokes and I just thought, gosh, two days ago I was a complete wreck. Mm. I remember I was sobbing in my meditation chair just at the mere thought of being induced because I felt so much resistance to it. And Mm. I remember thinking, come on, Claire, you can't enter birth like this. You absolutely cannot start that moment in this state of resistance so it's time to do the work it's
1: time to do the work Mm. and there's a big lesson in that for you and i'm not saying i know what that was i don't know if you know what that was but this is the thing right there is we need we 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 have the birth we need it unfolds in the way that we need it to and it unfolded in the way that um you know you all needed the three of you needed Mm. so we need to be quite um you know, thinking about it in that way, in more of a profound way, and um yeah,
0: yeah. I want to touch on that. We have the birth we need because you've mentioned that a few times, and mm. I wanna I wanna bring this to light because I know some of the people that might be listening right now. Maybe they're already part of a very spiritually minded circle, or maybe the people that they follow online are very spiritual and and very passionate about natural birth, etc. And I do sometimes get to get get a bit concerned that there is. You're either pushed into one camp, which is have the drugs or get the cesarean and just get it done, or you're mm. pushed into the other camp, which is it must be natural and it must be this perfect experience. Mm. But coming back to the truth, which is you have the birth that you need to have, the whole mm. the whole story, you, baby, partner, all of it, that actually just releases so much expectation and pressure, doesn't it? Absolutely. It doesn't mean you can't prepare yourself. It doesn't mean that you can't have an intentional plan loosely for what you want. But if underlying and carrying all of that is that ultimately what will happen is what you're supposed to experience, Mm -hmm. that has to be the most supportive attitude and idea,
1: I think. It's about surrender, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's about I can surrender to this completely because I trust that what is happening, there is a bigger plan (laughs) than just... um, than just what I want so for example I was an induced baby and this was my experience as an induced baby but I was an induced baby and um, I have experienced when you are born you have a birth imprint so I was induced and I had a birth imprint and it comes up in all that I create and now that I have an understanding of what my birth imprint is I can see it in all of my creations and one of the things for me about being an induced baby and this is not to say it's the same for anyone else it's been an induced baby this is just my personal experience was that I have troubles getting started (laughs) I've had troubles getting started and because I, it was started for me mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't have that that beginning for myself it was started for me and there was a lot of anxiety that i felt throughout my life and some abandonment stuff as well you know there was no breastfeeding straight after birth and anyway there, there's a whole story there but within all that, and that might sound negative, but it's not within all that, that has provided the gifts for me to do the work that I now do in the world. Mm. So I could look back and go, Oh mom, why did you have an induction? And, you know, gave me the wrong start and, you know, be all blame and shame and all of that. But the fact is that it has given me everything that I've needed to go out into the world. So, you know, this is the, the gift is in the wounding. So but mm, it's, awesome. it's really important to know that your baby comes through the way that our babies need to, that there is so much gold and jewels to be harvested in that experience, however it is unfolding for us. And sometimes the, the, the birth that we imagine would be so fantastic, you know, and all of that, the perfect start for our baby. That's just a concept. That's just an idea that we've created from somewhere because we've seen other things or, you know, who knows where that's come from. But what we need to really deeply understand is that you will have the birth that you need. This baby has the way that they want to come, and that's what I was feeling with you as well. You know, when you were past your dates, and that's not late. That's just this little precious bubble wasn't ready to come yet, and she needed her exact moment, like when the stars aligned and and planets moved and shifted, and she could. And the full moon came up, and, and the full moon was unbelievable and then that is another point she was born on this beautiful supermoon mm. so our birth imprint has a lot to do also with the moon at our birth so a full moon baby is very different from a dark moon baby oh, and yeah, she is, is a full moon, moon baby <laughs> right yeah my nephew is a full moon baby and he is such a full moon baby and phoenix and i are the last quarter moon and we're very different from my husband and he's like a four-day-old new moon you know it's 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 so amazing when you start to look at that. What That's a whole other podcast. We need to go into that. Yes. But anyway, so needless to say, trusting that the timing is right, the way is right, the treasure is there no matter what unfolds. Um, And that just makes me smile. It just makes me beam and go, we can just surrender. We can just do the work, do the practices, be able to hold ourselves in a space of love, align with source, trust our bodies, get out out of our heads have our partners sorted and set up create a beautiful space and then just let it go yes
0: so oh what a what a beautiful way to (laughs) underline and wrap up that podcast that (laughs) incredible chat just let it go you're going to have a beautiful (laughs) birth you are in that state of surrender truly
1: absolutely you are whether you
0: get rushed into an emergency cesarean or whether you have the epidural and you don't feel as much as you thought you were going to or I don't even know whatever it doesn't the particulars in the end don't really matter they're they're part of the story and it's important as a woman that we share them and we authentic about them but they don't really matter in the end because the element that really and truly is the most important is do you feel and did you experience a beautiful birth Mm -hmm. and did you did you birth with spirit
1: Mm, absolutely and that is what it's about being so connected to your soul essence and then go share your treasures with other women don't even worry about telling them the particulars you know just go share the treasure with them oh I love that
0: and the treasure that will most likely be attached to your boob or your bottle non-stop <laughs> <laughs>
1: every every millisecond for the next three months oh my absolutely. god absolutely that's another podcast too the mother journey <laughs> it is and i do i
0: do think it's such a powerful god i can't even say it It just makes me just trip over my words but just mm-hmm. the birthing of the mother you know like you said sometimes it happens in pregnancy or in birth and for me it definitely happened a little bit in birth but a lot postnatally and, and that underworld journey that continues as you go deep into surrendering into this child's needs and it's not just about bringing the baby earth side it's about you transforming and we've touched on that a little bit but I feel like we Mm -hmm. could talk about that for another 20 hours Mm. yeah it's a big thing it is so big it's so special Mm -hmm. and so beautiful Mm -hmm. so anyone listening I hope that you feel what we feel which is that it's beautiful and delicious and so special and sacred sacred sacred, Mm -hmm. sacred sacred is the word Mm -hmm. And that you are ready to do the work to prepare yourself in mind, body, and spirit to have a beautiful birthing experience without judgment, full of compassion, and ready to embrace this incredible gift that you have been given, which is becoming a mother. Mm -hmm. Lauren, thank you so much for, as always, sharing all of you, your knowledge, your soul, your spirit. For bringing your work into the world, for following that calling, and for allowing me to share
1: you with my beautiful listeners, I'm really grateful. I am so grateful to you, and it's just—it feels lovely just to have the opportunity to really share from a truthful place and an authentic place. And I think that's so important for us as women and mums, just to share from that place of real love and kindness for each other. So um, true. Thank
0: you so much, thank and, you, and honey. I will make sure that. Everybody can link back to your beautiful work and connect Mm. with you. Thank you, honey. Bye, love. Bye. So there you have it, guys. I hope you loved that conversation with Lauren as much as I did. As we mentioned a few times, any of the links to Lauren's work, Spirit Birth Course, and any of the other books that we've mentioned will be in the show notes, so please check them out, and I highly recommend that you touch base with Lauren if you are looking for some birth support especially if you are in Sydney Australia and from my end if you head on over to my website you'll be able to download and access my pregnancy wellness e-guide which is called The Bump and that covers pretty much everything that I did for mind body and soul for each trimester of my first pregnancy which I'm pretty much doing the same with this second pregnancy as well so do head over there and you can get your own copy in my ebook section. Otherwise, we would love to hear your comments and your thoughts about birth and to share your story, whether it was to plan a beautiful water birth, a beautiful caesarean, or just your thoughts and fears around birth and beyond. Lauren and I would be so excited to hear from you. So thank you so much for tuning in, guys, and we will be in touch again soon for more from the Wellness Project podcast, sending you lots of love and light.
1: Bye.